bless you. I greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we turn our Bibles, the book of Genesis, Brother Watt, you just gave an apology. Don't be surprised when you don't see him. Amen. Genesis, the first chapter. From, I think let's start from verse 20. Genesis, the first chapter, first. It reads in this manner, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly, the moving creature that hath life. And fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales. And every living creature that moveth, which the waters have brought forth abundantly. After their, kind. after their kind, and every wind fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas. And let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth a living creature after his kind. And cattle after their kind. I jump. God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Cattle and creeping thing. And beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind. And cattle after their kind. And everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. As we bow our heads, gracious Heavenly Father, we are reporting for duty tonight. Be gracious, dear God. May you undertake it tonight. Your people are here. These are your children, dear God. Whatever they need, may you grant them, dear God. If there are needs in the building, may there be a testimony after this. Because, dear God, you are a prayer answering God. 
dear God, with some of us, we have seen you many times when we prayed unto thee, you responded in time. Hallelujah. And hence we can become witnesses of your character. We can tell the world that this God is faithful. He is not just a promise maker, but he is a promise keeper. And Lord, tonight may you impart life to your God. May you undertake every spirit here. May it be under the control of the Holy Spirit for your glory as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Now, just a couple of minutes. Just want us to speak on... The subjects I can just say maybe let's put on the power of genes. Amen. The power of genes, and somewhere where we will show you a few things. Amen. Now, the moment you speak about a gene, you speak about the genetic, the genetics. Now. We know that in our time, the recent discovery was the discovery of what they call the DNA. If you've heard about what we call a DNA. Now, before we get there, on Sunday, I made a phrase about a gene pool. And a gene pool, if they describe it, they say, it is the sum collection of different genes within an interbreeding population. So that is the totality of a collection of different genes within an interbreeding uh, population. And genes are made up of DNA. So DNA, if we were to uh, explain it in layman's term, it is, it is, it is a it is, it is a, an information that is coded. Hallelujah. So that means the color of your eyes are determined by your DNA. Are you still with me? Your height is determined by your DNA. Are you still with me? The, your skin pigmentation is determined by your DNA. Now, what they simply, and I'm speaking along the scientific lines, they say we are, we are genetically programmed with certain traits and abilities. That's what the whole concept of genes would want to communicate. Amen. Now, uh, if you look uh, specifically, I think it is, when they observed in recent times from 1980 until now, they've observed that when it comes to long distance, hallelujah, when it comes to long distance uh, marathon runners, they seem to be, both for men and women, they seem to be dominated by people that are from Kenya. Uh, around East Africa, Ethiopia, Kenya, around that region. Those guys, whenever they've got the long distance race, 
they always come top. 80% of the winners since the 90s up until now, they are predominantly from the Eastern uh, country, African countries. Amen. Now, what does it mean? Now, even now, the scientists are busy trying to get the people that are from that region just to assess that what is it that makes them to win? Is it their genetic makeup? Is it something in their genes? Amen. And I believe that it has to be something in their genes. Amen. Now, I can go on on and on showing you different things. Now, but ultimately, the entire human race come from one gene pool. Are you still with me? All of us, we come from one gene pool. And that is why the law of reproduction says, let every seed bring forth after its own kind. What is happening? An ape has got to bring an ape. An ape will never graduate and be a human being. If, gray, if apes have got the ability to become human beings, we should still be having apes that from time to time, they just spring up from nowhere and become a human being. So it tells you that the entire concept of evolution, it is just a doctrine or a study from hell. Hallelujah. Because where God is the creator. And God said, let everything bring forth after its own kind. A human being will bring forth a human being. A cow will bring forth a cow. A cat will bring forth a cat. And it's quite amazing that immediately after he put this law of reproduction and said, let everything bring forth after its own kind. Then in verse 26, he says, now let us make men in our own image after our likeness. Do you see where he's going? So that means if, if, if and we are putting it this way, if a son of a cow is a cow, if a son of a dog is a dog, a son and a daughter of God, what are they? Hallelujah. You can't explain it. In a, a, the moment you make it different, then you are breaking the law of reproduction. If a cow brings forth a cow, God must bring forth a God. And that's why Jesus comes and says, don't you know that ye are gods? Are you still with me? Now, the purpose, we come from one gene pool. Now, that gene pool, we find out that it was corrupted. It was polluted in the book of Genesis chapter 3. Now, I'm going to put it this way to you. No matter, and, and later on, as, as we moved with life and went in different places, from that time, then you had different races, you had different tribes, you had different people based on their locality. Are you still with me? But uh, when you trace back, we all come from one gene pool. But I say that gene pool was now corrupted because now in this scripture, brother, if you just bring this scripture for me, so that we understand what we are talking about. The power of genes. Just uh, in Romans 5 verse 12. Romans 5 verse 12. So that as we build our foundation nicely. Romans 5 verse 10 or 12 rather. It says that we can read it together. Wherefore, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, 
death by sin and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men. You can read it with me. And so death passed upon all men. So when you were born, you had no choice whether you're going to live or not live. Death passed on us. Now if, and then it says, for that all have sinned. You can read it with me, folks. For all, for that all have sinned. So you, you, even by entering this passage of life, by default you were a sinner. And by default, you were destined for death. Are you still with me? But it was not your choice. Then you come, Brother Brahman speaks about condemnation by representation. So one man made a choice, and he threw the entire human race into disarray. Now let's put it this way. Now that genetic pool, the original genetic pool, was now polluted. Then Brother Brahman, when he explained, he says... Satan is not a creator, but Satan wanted to inject himself into the human race. And the only thing, as you study the serpent said, he looked into the closest life that was to the human race. And right there, then he found a gentleman called Brother Serpent, who had the intellectual capacity, who had uh, Brother Brenham, he actually goes into granular details when he uh, described this big. He says he had a place for the soul, but he did not have the soul. Uh, that means he looked at the anatomy of that being. And he says then that being could talk. Now, through that being, he incarnated himself into that being. And through that being, he interbred himself into the human race. Until such time today, yes, it may sound rational, it may sound ridiculous to the world, but we believe it is what it is. Satan, through the serpent, has the children. Are you still with me? Then we are beginning to see uh, the, that from the gene pool that Adam came from, we look at a uh, Abel. Abel somewhat, despite the fall, he was still a righteous man. Are you still with me? Yes, at the beginning, but as years went by, then these genes began to deteriorate. That is why there was a need for the Messiah to be born, so that there could be salvation for the human race. And somebody say amen to that. But right at the beginning, Cain, he begins to act like his father. He lies like the first man that told a lie after Adam after the fall, it was Cain. The first man that committed murder, it was Cain. Are you still with me? The first man that spoke to God in any way that he wanted, it was Cain. Which was, what was happening? He was exhibiting a nature that was not of God. It was not the nature of Adam. It was not the nature of God. It was the nature of the David. Then Jesus comes when he sees the Pharisee. He says, you are of your father the David. You children of vipers. Are you still with me? So Jesus is somewhat, he was trying to tell them that there is a serpent seed among us. Are you still with me? And in the end time, there is a serpent seed. But how do we know? I can't say you are a serpent seed. I can't say that sister is a serpent seed. But the only thing that is a DNA test, it is the word of God. 
Hallelujah. We, we, we can. The message of your hour, it is the DNA of God, the DNA test of God in your hour. Are you still with me? There is a prayer that Brother Brennan prayed, and I, I want to go in. And while I read, let me put it this way, and you will see. You are born again. As we are speaking, if you are a parent, you are born again. Maybe by God's grace, maybe your husband is born again. Maybe your wife is born again. But your genes still pass on to your children. Are you still with me? Your unconverted child will exhibit a nature that could have been yours had you not been born again. There's somebody here what I'm talking about. You, 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 the reason you are holy, the reason you come to church, the reason you love the way, the reason you are godly is because now you are no longer part of the old gene pool. Are you still with me? But your children are part of the old gene pool. And from time to time, if they act somewhat, don't be surprised, it could have been you. Your nature has passed on to them. That is where the prophet comes and says, God does not have grandchildren. Why? If you were born again, your child must be born again. And the greatest tragedy today is that a lot of times there is an assumption that if I'm born in the message, I'm automatically a message believer. It does not work like that. If mommy and dad came to the altar, even the son or the daughter must come to the altar. If that does not happen, if that does not happen, the nature of the parents, even though they are converted, will still pass on the child. Holiness is not an inheritance. Are you still with me? Now, let's put it this way. Brother Brenham, it is after he had preached and he calls a prayer, an altar call. And people were there, had given their lives. But there are certain things that he's saying there that I think are critical. He says, Almighty God, this is the message, door to the heart. Paragraph 125, preached on the 16th of March, 1958. He says, Almighty God, creator of heavens and earth, author of everlasting life, and giver of every good gift. You have heard the confession of these people. Lord God, from the depths of my heart, my poor heart, I have told them the truth. I have told them that you healed them when you died at Calvary 1900 years ago. Thou bear me record of this truth, Lord. You keep every promise, everything that you promise, you keep. And if you have kept your promise to appear in our presence, wherever two or three are gathered together, if you kept your promise as a high priest that can be touched with a feeling of our infirmities, how much more could you do? There is nothing left. It's for the people now. Truly, I believe, Lord, as their brother, I have heard them confess with their lips, you have to, Lord that they believe and they have accepted you as their healer and savior. Now, Lord, there is only one thing left to keep them from being perfectly whole. That is unbelief. 
That's Satan trying to hold, hold them and say, I wasn't in the line. What difference does the line make? You were in line. That is the only one. That's the only one makes the difference. The one who made the line of blood all the way from Pilate's judgment hall to Golgotha. That's the line that we stand in. The blood line of the Lord Jesus. Now, God, give me faith. Give me power. Hear my prayer, Lord, as I pray. And defeat the devil for these people. Satan, you are nothing but a deceiver. You have no legal rights to hold any Christian any longer. In their prayer, they have confessed their sin. They are not your property anymore. They are God's property, Jehovah. He sent his son to die. Yeah, he rose again, and he is here right now to prove himself to his children, his heritage that is alive, and you can't hold them any longer. I adjure thee, thou devil, the devil of doubt that's holding these people. I adjure thee in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you come out of these people and let them go. Come out, Satan, you have lost the battle. You are exposed night after night. You are nothing but a lying, deceiving David. We challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of these people so they can be made well. All that believes now, now that you are healed, stand to your feet and let out a scream and give God a praise. God bless you as we... So, Brother Brenham is beginning to tell you, if you check what is Germany, he simply says, you are now coming from another bloodline. Did you check what that was? So that means there is another bloodline that they were part of, but when they are within that bloodline, they can never overcome. Hallelujah. The old bloodline will never make you overcome. But the only way, that is why the Bible says, you must be born again. Why is it saying you must be born again? That means the old gene pool, you must die and be disconnected from the old gene pool. In your body, there is a desire to see. But the reason you don't see is because now that old gene pool has been defeated. There is now a new bloodline. You'll get where we are going. Are you still with me? Now, in this message, I think I've read this quotation many a times. In the message, paradox, if you bring it, brother. Paradox, he preached this on the 1st of August, 1963. I've read this quote many times in this church. Now it says, he preached, now it says, now this young fellow's parents, his mother is German, no reflection on the German, but there is a strain in that family, that is that they will just sit, you can talk to them, they will just stare you right in the face. This girl's sister, the mother of this boy, her sister, I have come down the street many morning, and this young lady be sitting out in the yard. I would say, good morning to you. She would just look at me. And I would stop, I would say, sure, I find money. She would just stand and look at me. An intelligent woman. And I would say, come up to see us sometime. She would just stand and look. Well, her brothers are that way. Father and mother is that way. Are you still with me? 
Now, the, the father of the boy is strictly an Irishman. Moody, high-tempered, high-strung. That's his whole life family like that. Except one another out of the family converted. Now, this father and mother both are Christians. Filled with the Holy Ghost. They have brought this young man up in the way of the Lord. Now, the young man is about 17 or 18 years old. Something along there. Very fine kid. He has been a real model boy at home. Nice kid. He's got a brother that's just vice versa. But the girls, the mother's family, lives close to, the, to a fine chair. But do you think they would ever come over there? No. They know it's right, but it's, it's not in them to ask forgiveness or ask pardoning. They just won't do it. It's just not in them. Now, the genes in the father and the mother of this boy, no matter how much they are converted, still remains the flesh that's been interbred out to this boy. Folks, are you still with me? Amen. I, I hope we are together here. This, these are message believers. They, they are raising their children in the way of the Lord. Every evening, maybe they have a family prayer. They read the spoken way. Maybe they, they participate in the church. But one boy is not converted. But stay with me. Therefore, the boy has got a complex in him. Just like from his mother's family. They are not forgiving. They will never apologize. That's where that boy stands. Now I said to the father, no matter how much you have raised him up. I said, now look at you. Out of your family, all of them drunks and fighting and shooting and cutting and so forth. Now look at your family referring to the mother of the boy. They are a bunch of people. They just sit there, won't speak, very independent and so forth, irreverent to religion. But I said, it's not you. You are the only one of all your sisters and brothers. You are sweet, kind, and forgiving. What does that? And you are three, part of that family tree. Folks, your family tree will affect your children even when they are in church. Are you still with me? And I can take it further. Your family tree will affect you if you are without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Certain battles in marriages are not because people are fighting because of the disagreement. Sometimes are the genes fighting. It is the nature that is coming from her family, from his family. They come from an arrogant family. He comes from an unforgiving family. They are trying to have a family. It will be a disaster. And somebody say amen. Are you still with me? Now it says, now, and you are, you are tree, part of the family tree. I need to dwell on the family tree. Certain sicknesses come from your family tree. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You find that somebody had a diabetes, then you have a diabetes. You find that every time you go to a doctor, they will say, 
Has anybody in your family had cancer? Then what are they saying? They say, if they had cancer, the chances are that you will have cancer. If they had diabetes, the chances are that you will have diabetes. And a psychologist will say, is there anybody in the family that is divorced? Because if somebody was divorced, you will be divorced. But thank God that there is the blood of Jesus Christ. That broke the cycle. Come on, folks. You, you, may, you may be proud and say, my surname. You are surname if we dig there. There are some hohos there. Hallelujah. There are some undesirable elements in your family. Uh, uh, hallelujah. Yeah, go to your wedding. There are people at the wedding where the nature begins to show. Funerals, the nature show. Until you know that so-and-so is like that. Even the aunt was like that. Even the children are like that. And even them, they say, you are like that. Your children are like that. But the arms led that we have, some of us we have been born again. And by being born again, we are defying the natures of our family. Don't ever be proud that you are like your family. You may be glorifying a demon. Are you still with me? And some demons, they hijack the genes and manipulate them. Wasn't Abraham that spoke a lie? And said to the woman, this woman is not my wife. Did it not happen that later Isaac, at the very same spot, he spoke the very same lie? Uh, Hallelujah. Well, the circle was being repeated. It started with the father, then the son. I heard a minister in parliament today telling the, the parliament, he said, if you're a drunkard, your children will be drunkards. And they, they were howling, they were not happy with that. But that man was telling the truth. Yes. Now, when you are in church, the greatest tragedy that I've seen is for people that have got an opportunity to be a gateway of deliverance in their families. They take it for granted and they allow the demons of yesteryear to torment their children. But if you are a parent, you must have the determination that Satan, it bothered that one, it bothered that one, but I'm the last one. It will not pass to my children. Are you still with me? Amen. Don't ever, ever look at somebody and say, I wish I was part of that family. Every family has got an ugly side. Amen. 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 The greatest tragedy that I've seen in the message, me will bear with me, you know I talk. The greatest tragedy that I've seen in the messages for young men to think that if I marry the pastor's daughter, we are going to heaven. (laughs) Brother. (laughs) Brother. If the pastor is my father-in-law, we are definitely going to be whole. You'll see, the devil will make you dance. You must not marry the pastor's daughter 
or the pastor's son. You must marry God's son and God's daughter. It does not mean that if she is the pastor's daughter, she is born again. You might be exposed to double hell with a very good message history. I have warned you. Amen. Now, the prophet continues in this. We are still on the. Now he says, Now, you are tree, part of that family tree. Yet, this sister is part of the family tree, but yet, you have received the Holy Ghost. That's the thing that makes you tender and sweet. It's not your people anymore. It's your Christ that lives in you. So what, what happened? The Christ in her defied the nature of her people. But without Christ, she was going to be like her people. Wait, listen to him. I said to the boy, look at your family. Brahmin is addressing the parents. I mean, if he says the boy, he's referring to the father of the boy. He says, I said to the boy, look at your family. Practically, all of them are drunk. So, from the mother's side, they just stare at you. You greet them, they just stare at you. You say, it's hot, they just stare at you. You say, can you come down to the church? They just stare at you. Then on the father's side, they drink, boy. It's always the case. From the father's side, they always drink. Look at your family. Practically all of them drunk. Yes, I can tell you. From the brother I've seen, I don't know. From my family side, father's side, they drink. From my mother's side, it's pride. I can see those two spirits. Amen. You can trace in your family. But from your father's side, you observe. From your mother's side, you observe. And be honest with yourself. And if you struggle, ask your husband and say, when you look at my people, what do you see? Then the the husband will be honest with you. Amen. But I warn you, brothers, don't ever say you look like your mother. You'll be in trouble. Amen. Now, look at your family. Practically all of them are drunks and so forth. I said, how moody, high-tempered, high-strung, but you are not. You are kind, forgiving. What is it? The Holy Spirit. You, you are no more what you are. It's Christ in you. I said, now, that same thing has to happen to your son. What has happened to the mother, what has happened to the father, must happen to the son. And the father, no, the father is amazed now. The father raised up and said, my son went to the altar. The father was there when the son, the preacher preached and said, whoever wants to accept Christ, whoever wants to repent, come to the altar. The son went to the altar. He was baptized correctly. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
water baptism in the pool. This father is pleading the case and say, this son of mine is a message believer. He was there, he accepted the Lord. He was there, he was baptized. He went to the altar. He did everything right. Listen to the prophet. I know my son has come to Christ. I believe that even us, if we were to hear this and look at the boy, we will say, this boy is a message believer. At no point, they don't mention that he's drinking, he's doing... No, it's just a fine brother, baptized, coming to church, gave his life to Jesus Christ. He is a fine brother. Paragraph 31. It says, that may be... Now, look at the prophetic eye. That looks beyond coming to the altar. That looks beyond accepting Christ. That looks beyond baptism. Why why am I doing baptism? Baptism does not correct your genes. Coming to the altar does not correct your genes. The baptism of the Holy Ghost corrects your genes. Now it says, that may be all right, all the outward motions. He might be identified as a believer with the believers. But until he is regenerated, born again, I would advise that young man to never marry a woman. He will make hell on earth for her. And me, I'm going to talk. Sisters, some sisters in the message are living in hell. I'm going to preach. The brother can coach Brother Brenham until you say, goodness, if, if, the, message, if the message was a university, this brother is going to be a professor. Yes. Yes. Admired and looked up to by everybody. Amen. But when he goes home, he becomes an Archangel Gabriel here, Pharaoh at home. Now, the poor sister cannot even tell everybody because everybody will say, not this brother. This brother that loves the Lord, that calls the prophet. I'm preaching here, folks. That is why, young ones, young ones, let me hold you there. I heard another young man, Brother Dipati, say, sister so-and-so, many years back, say, sister so-and-so, the way, she, the way she sings like a bird. <laughs> if I marry her, and in the middle of the night, maybe I've got insomnia, I'll wake her and say, sing for me. <laughs> I realize that the young man is hallucinating. <laughs> Are you still with me? <laughs> he does not know that unless she is born again, she will sing like an angel in church. Yes. While everybody is blessed, he's depressed and say, don't they know yeah. what this woman is all about? Yeah. Don't go for outward motions. Yeah. Are you still with me, church? Yeah. Even in church, don't go for outward motions. Yeah. Hey, 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 there is more than what meets the eye.
He might be identified as a believer with believers. But until he is regenerated, born again, I would advise that young man to never marry a woman. He will make hell on earth for her. Sisters are now forced to consult psychologists, psychiatrists, while they're in the message. Not only sisters, brothers. Some of them live in a head. He can't be allowed to lead his family. The mother of the sister was a dominating personality. The sister is a dominating personality. Every time when the brother makes the decision, it's like he's in the court of law the way he needs to debate. At no point in time do they trust his decision. He has been just reduced to a decoration in the family. But when you check, it's a spirit that is coming from the sister's family. A dominating spirit. Cannot be corrected in any way. He will make hell on earth for her. Until that gentle, sweet, forgiving spirit of Christ comes in, then that will be a paradox in itself to take the very nature of a boy that's been bred between the father and the mother. And yet in his intellectuals, he's trying his best to overcome it. He can't do it. He will never overcome it. Christ will have to overcome it. When he lets Christ in, then he's already overcome it then. It will be a perfect paradox when a man is born of the Spirit of God. Let's keep ourselves honest, folks. You that came in the yesteryears, Divorce rates are going high in the message among your children. You, maybe because of nature, then somewhat you manage to stay together for far long. The most tragedy is because most of our young people are not born again. They go to a message church, they sing message songs, they know message quotations, they have been baptized but they have not been born again. Being born again, that means they have not been received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They have made the right motions, but God has not baptized them with the Holy Ghost. That is why things that we are beginning to hear in the message where a brother will beat up a sister. Even there are some worldly people that will never do that. Then how much more about a brother that claims to worship with us behaves in that manner. Then that tells you that there is another nature in the brother that is not of God. And I don't care how long he's been in the message, I don't care how many songs he sang, sometimes I don't even care how many sermons he preached, he's not born again. He, it is just the motions. Are you still here, people? And even in a church environment, as we are here, we come with different genes. 
Some people are short-tempered. That's their family. If they don't understand anything, all hell breaks loose. They exhibit the nature of the family. But when we are coming as a family of God, we must have overcome the natures of our families. Are you still with me? Brother Brenham, the prophet was very honest. Brother Brenham, by nature, he was Irish. He was half half Indian, half Irish, you remember. And Irish people are high-tempered people. That's what he says. And they are moody. Are you still with me? Now, he comes and the timid side came from the Indian, from his paternal side. uh, His maternal side. From the paternal side is this Irish. Are you still with me? What happened, the prophet? One day they make a mockery out of him. He's got a gun. What did he do? He 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 wanted to shoot their brains out. He actually shot at them. Are you still with me? Then he makes a certain statement and says, I will kill a prophet. But he says, then one day, a woman told me to my face that I will never even allow my cow to accept your religion. He says that from that moment, the old William Bram that I knew, before that woman finished the sentence, something would have happened. But he says that there, a certain peace came over him. He says, at that moment, I knew that I was born again. The prophet had to break away from his nature and receive the nature of Christ. How much more about us? This is the prophet. When he was born, the pillar of fire appeared. But still, he needed to be born again. So you, the pillar of fire was not even there. You did your thing, you went wherever you wanted until the gospel came. You need to be born again. Are you still with me? And the question, I remember brother uh, uh, Dioka came and preached the message. Am I a Christian? Go back to that message, it will do you some good. He was saying, it doesn't matter how long you have been in the message. You may have been, but still not be a Christian. And brother Abraham said, if you want to know a man, put him under pressure. If you want to know a woman, put him under pressure. Are you still with me? As I'm told of a brother that got very upset with another person and says, brothers, I'm now leaving Canaan. I'm going back to Egypt. He sorted out the brother. And later says, now I'm back in Canaan. He was not born again. He was not born again. Folks, we are glad that there is now, through Jesus Christ, a new gene pool. We have been born again. Us that used to be bitter are now sweeter. Those that used to be aggressive are now peaceful. What happened? There's been an interruption of the old gene pool because now by one man we have power. Previously by one man death entered in, sin entered in, and so death entered in. But today by Christ we are now born again. God bless you, Rich. Did you catch it? As we stand to our feet.
Let's just sing a nice worshiping song, and then we'll wrap up in prayer. Brother Dipadi, if you can just come and wrap up in prayer for us. That's a worshiping song. Father, 
Father, you have given us the power, Heavenly Father, to overcome the devil, to be here, yes. Heavenly Father. We deem it in victory, Father, in our life, Father. We know it is a battle, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, the outward person wants his Heavenly Father, but the inner man, Heavenly Father, is always longing to be with you, Heavenly Father. So, Father, we are thankful for the service tonight, Heavenly Father, that you have given us. Indeed, Lord, you have come, Heavenly Father, and passed, Heavenly Father, this way, Heavenly Father. You were in simplicity, Heavenly Father. Thank we you, Lord thank Jesus. you, Father, for the message that you have brought unto us, Heavenly Father, just to give us that knowledge, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, so that we can know, Heavenly Father, where we come from. Some of us, Heavenly Father, we have hid us so long, Heavenly Father, so that, Heavenly Father, we can take out, Heavenly Father, that genuine part in us, Heavenly mm. Father. But, Father, it is not an easy way, Heavenly Father. That's mm. why Paul of the old says, I repent, Heavenly Father, daily, Heavenly yes. Father. So, Father, mm. we accept, Heavenly Father, when you talk to us, Heavenly Father. Mm. Even tonight, Heavenly Father, you were showing us, Heavenly Father, you were feeding us with knowledge, Heavenly Father, so that we can always know the tricks of the devil, Heavenly Father. We are thankful that he's exposed, that the devil is a liar, Heavenly Father. We don't need him in our lives, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, use our pastor, Heavenly Father, yes. mighty Heavenly Father, just to bring this Heavenly Father, totally Heavenly Father, in simplicity, Heavenly Father. We are thankful, Heavenly Father. We also, Heavenly Father, say, may you keep on blessing blessing him and his family. May you give him wisdom, Heavenly Father, as he's leading, Heavenly Father, this flock, Heavenly Father. Father, without you, we know, Heavenly Father, it will be a terrible task, Heavenly Father. That's why, Heavenly Father, we say, let the Holy Ghost descend unto him, Heavenly Father, and always be a leader to him, Heavenly Father, so that he can be a leader to the church, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, here is the church, Heavenly Father. Here are your sons and daughters, Heavenly Father. Some, Heavenly Father, we have raised our hands, Heavenly Father, to say, Heavenly Father, daily we are in need of you, Heavenly Father. Yes. Put more into our lives, Heavenly Father, so that we can, Heavenly Father, always walk closer to you, Heavenly Father. If, Heavenly Father, we are with you, Heavenly Father, what else can we be afraid of? Heavenly Father, if you are in us, Heavenly Father, we mm. always we are victorious, Heavenly yes. Father. Heavenly Father, continue to chase us, Heavenly Father. We accept, Heavenly Father, the hiding from you, Heavenly Father. That's why even tonight we say, Heavenly Father, bless each and every heart, Heavenly Father. Those that came with the need, Father, we believe that we have already addressed them. Yes, Father, we have thank already you, provided the solution, Heavenly Father. We declare victory, Heavenly Father, in this hour, in that mighty name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are about to go home, Heavenly Father. We still living in this world that is, Heavenly Father, fallen away, Heavenly Father, that does not know you, Heavenly Father. May you, Heavenly Father, be merciful on us on the way, Heavenly Father. Even in our families, may you, Heavenly Father, be merciful, Heavenly Father. Continue to protect us, Heavenly Father. Continue, Heavenly Father, to lead us, Heavenly Father. We commit, Heavenly Father, all, Heavenly Father, to you in the mighty name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a blessed week of what remains of it. Sunday, I'm in Benoni for preaching for Pastor Tinashi Maher. Amen. So just be here at the post of duty. I'll find you. Amen. God bless you. Give us a song till we meet. Amen.